we we've got a, a great segment to kick off the show today. Yes, we do. I'm excited to jump right into it. We're going to be joined um, from some great tenant organizers and active tenants with Flatbush Tenants Coalition. So the tenants of 1111 Ocean Avenue, a 102-unit, six-story building in Flatbush, Brooklyn, announced a lawsuit last week against their landlord, Sam Wasserman, demanding immediate repairs to their apartments and an end to years of harassment and very bad conditions. The building now has a record 572 open violations, which is a lot, including 157. <laughs> so I'm looking at a lot of these buildings. I can say that's really a lot, including 157 immediately hazardous conditions that include years old leaks and massive ceiling collapses. For example, on October 13th, a ceiling collapsed in a children's bedroom in the middle of the night, raining down concrete plaster and debris and thankfully Hopefully, somehow the children were not there that night, so they're okay. But that was the fourth ceiling collapse over last year. And the city has allowed a vacate order for part of the building to go unfixed now for four years. As families are battling rampant mold, leaks, vermin, and other conditions that we will talk about. So with support from the Flatbush Tenant Coalition, tenants at 1111 Ocean Avenue have been fighting now for nearly a decade, and 16 of them have been on rent strike for over two years. We are very happy to happy to be joined by three of the rent strikers, who are some of the most active members in the Tenant Association at that building, 1111 Ocean Avenue. So here we are with Phyllis McQueen, Rita Ketchelis, and Janice Brody. So welcome, Phyllis, Rita, and Janice, to the Independent News Hour on WBAI. Hi. Hi. And I'm sorry, Rita, if I mispronounced your last name. It's okay. <laughs> but but I, I'm going to start with you here. So, so, Rita, you moved into the building 48 years ago. Tell us a little bit about your experience there and how conditions have deteriorated over time and then how you finally decided to start a tenants association. Well, uh, when I moved into the building, it was a luxury building. We had a doorman, we had superintendent, um, handyman, quarters, uh, laundry rooms. It was a luxury building. And it remained that way until the building was sold from Kellner and Livingston to the Wassermans. At that time, they converted the building into a co-op to circumvent stabilization. After that happened, we began to lose all of our, all of our, um, all of our, um, service. all of our services. I couldn't think of the word. We were losing all of our services. They took away the doorman. They took away everything, everybody except the super. And he was left to attend to the 102 units in the building. Wow. And at that time, when, and it, and things continued to deteriorate until gentrification. At that time, they spruced up the building a little bit. They gave it a little paint job on the inside of the hallways. They put new doors up, uh, changed the lighting just a little bit. And then, um, after that, nothing. Uh, after the, after the building kind of settled with their tenants, the building started to go down, really go down. And, and 
it just continued to go down and, and we lost more and more services. And that's where we are now. And that was about eight years ago, right? When the, the conditions really began sort of notably just, just declining. Um. Well, what happened prop, uh, before that, we had been on a rent strike, right. not a rent strike. Mm. We had a rent reduction. Okay. We had a rent reduction because of the loss of services from about, I'd say, 18, uh, 19, um, 1990 till about 2016. And at that time, when they spruced up the building a lot, the DHCR said that they were entitled to their money and everybody, you know, got a rent increase. And then what led you to start organizing with Flatbush Tenant Coalition, Rita? Well, they put the scaffolding up. And when they put the scaffolding up, um, first I was annoyed about the, the rent increase because I didn't feel that they were entitled to it. But when they put the scaffolding up, I called the landlord and he told me that he was looking into it and it would probably take about two weeks. And that was eight years ago. And um, at that time, I decided to go, you know, to look for some kind of uh, assistance. And I um, gathered a group of the of the stabilized tenants and we went to the Flatbush Coalition mm, mm-hmm. and they have been guiding us and helping us and teaching us our rights and encouraging us. And um, that's where we are now. Right. Great. That's the Flatbush Tenant Coalition that um, <clears throat> Rita, Janice and Phyllis are, are all uh, members of. But so we're also joined by Phyllis, who has been in the building for 43 years, also a very long resident. And Phyllis recently, unfortunately, had a surgery where her vocal cords had to be removed. But we're still very happy to have you here with us, Phyllis. And so we're going to have Rita just briefly speak on Phyllis's behalf and explain a bit about Phyllis's um, situation in the building and complaints and how that actually ties into her current health situation. Okay, um, Phyllis has been here for a very long time and she's watched the building deteriorate. And in her apartment, she's had an infestation of roaches and mice and mold. And because of her health issues, I think that her health issues have been heightened by the fact that there's mold and the, the landlord has been aware of her condition and nobody ever does anything about it. They, it just, things just get worse in the building. And that's the unfortunate part. And finally, um, because we're in court now, um, they, they are sending people to take care of different issues in, in, uh, Phyllis's apartment, things that should have been addressed many years ago. And I think that that has had a big, uh, effect on her health. Right. As other, as other tenants as well, because we have elderly in the building. We, you know, there's, there's so much mold in the building. And this is something that nobody is paying any attention to. And they, they paint over it like mold is, like mold is nothing. And it's definitely not mold can absolutely lead to varying serious health effects. But Phyllis, would you like to add anything to that about your situation here? Any comments? No. Let's start fixing the problems because we got them in court. 
All right. She said they just they just only started fixing the problems because they got them in court. Right. And, and Janice said, Brody, you moved into 1111 Ocean Avenue nine years ago. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what your ex- uh, experience was when you moved in and, and how you got involved in tenant organizing later on? Oh, yeah, I think you're muted, Janice. It's okay. I'm sorry. Um, I'm no problem. In 2009, I um, noticed after two or three months that something was wrong. Um, I never saw a porter, never saw a janitor, never saw anyone mop the floor. The elevators was filthy. I mean, our, our elevators are metal. So you see every nook and cranny and everything that was spilled, what wasn't cleaned out. So it took me uh, a moment to realize that there was something wrong. And I started noticing issues in my apartment. Um, I have a bad roach infestation. And when I don't know how I got connected with FTC, but when I did attend a meeting, I met Phyllis and I met Rita. And then, you know, they already had a tenants association. They were, you know, getting off the ground and um, I joined with them. But what I do notice about this building that I couldn't believe it was a co-op. I literally had to type in the address. And when I typed in the address, there's an article in the New York Times back in 1989 that was they did an article on the buildings in the neighborhood that were going co-op. And they actually listed for they actually had 11, 11, 11 Ocean in there. And they said at the time. They would need to have done 1.1 million in renovations to bring it up to something to for somebody who would want to buy. So in today's dollars, that's like six or seven million dollars. And HPD had taken them to court, and I found that through HPD, they don't have any money. So for you to be a co-op, you're collecting these rents, and you actually have a couple of owners. You have the rent stabilized tenants. So an ordinary co-op would have that money going towards the maintenance of the building. They're keeping every dollar is going in their pocket. So when we talk about issues in the building, practically every other tenant has an issue with leaks in their kitchen or either in their bathroom. There's big mold issues in that area. Every other tenant. I mean, we had one tenant that emailed us and said in one week he caught like five mice. We have pictures of rats. We have... um the terraces are literally crumbling. The concrete is hitting the ground. We have our scaffolding that's been up now. 2023 will be eight years. Wow. So we have the Department of Buildings. We have HPD. We're trying to get the new, the state attorney general involved because this building is not being managed. The money is being pocketed. How does it impact your quality of life to have the scaffolding there year after year for eight years? Um, you have to, you have to look up every time you're going out because it impacts, you can't see outside. I can't see the street. I can't see the sidewalk. I don't know if there's something going on outside. If I have to exit the building, we have, it's, it's like, it seems like we have like a wall around us Mm -hmm. and and we are not able to, um, (laughs) see anything. If you wanted to watch your child go to school across the street, you can't. Excuse me, I also wanted to add in, I have a terrace that I have not been able to use for years. 
And the reason that it's so upsetting is because, like Janice said, you cannot see the street. They, I was away, and they, when I came home, they had boarded up my terrace door, which has literally locked me into my apartment. In case of a fire, there are wooden bars like, like an X from the top of the door to the bottom of the door that I cannot get out of the, out of the door in case of a fire. The scaffolding is all around the building, so you can't even get onto the fire escape. Oh. So they have it, they have it just so that it's, that the fire department has allowed them to leave it. But I have health issues, which prevents me from climbing out of the window. So I would have a problem in case there was a fire. And, and, and Rita, tell us about then deciding to go on rent strike two years ago. Um, and Janice, feel free to chime in if, if you want and how you, how you all decided to do that and what that's been like withholding rent. Well, after paying rent for so many years and still watching the building deteriorate, we just got together and said that it's foolish for us to pay rent. What are we paying the rent for? We're paying for rent. We're paying rent for services that we are not getting. And if we go on a rent strike, perhaps this will get their attention. Maybe they will do something. So we waited and waited and we have been on the rent strike in June. It will be three years and they don't even ask for the money because they know that they're wrong. When we went on rent strike, we was very specific on what we wanted. We wanted to see the elevators repaired. Um, right now, the elevator near me makes a, a lot of noise. And I know when the noise gets loud, it's about to break. When it hits the floor, it bounces, um, it jerks violently. One of the other things we asked is that you give the tenants leases because when they went co-op, every um, rent regulation went out the window. So right. when they when they get a new tenant in, they give them that lease, but you don't get another one. So right now I'm at their peril. And we also ask for, we we have the rent deposits. We don't know where it's at. We don't get a statement or anything of that nature. When we went on strike, there was a total of about 343 violations. Right now they're up to over 500. I believe it's around 570-something. So that is why, we, I mean, we're wondering, like, if we're holding all this money, and trust me, it's adding up to six figures, it may even hit seven, you would want your money, but they're not taking us to court. But uh, y'all are now taking them to court. You uh, yes. launched a lawsuit uh, last week against the landlord, uh, Sam Wasserman. Uh, yeah. What do you, uh, uh, maybe Janice will start with you and then Rita. Um, what what do y'all hope will come of this, this to get lawsuit? On, um, to get on record that we need the agencies to step up and do their part. I mean, HBD has taken them to court, but the bottom line is they gave them a certain amount of days to make repairs that they haven't done in the past six years. They also fined them, and they gave them a payment plan to even pay the fines. So what we're looking for, like we said, we need porters. You can't have, and the person we have right now, because our 
the super we have previously passed away. The person we have right now is part-time, is there in, in, in name only. So we have no one there to manage the 100 and some apartments. We're looking to, when, when COVID hit, you would think they would, it's a co-op. I've been in condos and co-ops during COVID. There were signs up. There were people wiping down handles. We had none of that. It was the Tenants Association who put up signs asking people to wear masks and stay six feet apart. So what we're looking for is we want a management, someone to come in and manage the building, get the roof repaired. Practically every other apartment on the sixth floor has a leak or their, their ceiling has caved in. We have a plenty of ceiling cave-ins. Mine caved in. We have a woman at 2 o'clock in the morning, a family, that the ceiling caved in, half the ceiling caved in in their children's bedroom. When mine caved in, it sounded like a bomb went off. So I could imagine at 2 in the morning, if half your ceiling caved in, what that sounded like. They do not. It's like it goes in one ear and out the other. But they will collect the money. One time they came in when we were on our wrench strike and they had to come in and do something with the ceiling because there was a leak in my bathroom. After it was fixed, they actually, the guy, he was like, well, Janice, can you give me some money? And I was like, we sent the letter. We sent out demands of what we wanted. And I can't do that until that is met. Right. And this is, I mean, this is, this is law. You have the right to, to rent strike. You have the right to withhold rent. You know, it's not even necessarily political action. I mean, it is now, but you have the right to withhold rent when the repair, when the disrepair is, is that bad. So we need to go here in, in one minute, but uh, I just wanted to uh, leave you guys with uh, the opportunity to make any closing comments um, or any uh, requests of the audience. Well, I, I think that this is really a, um, a political issue. Um, I think. I, I don't see what the elected officials are doing. The, we have been in touch with the attorney general's office and they say that it's the shareholders that holds things up. But in all of these years that the shareholders have gotten what they have put into this building. At this point, there are so many violations. There's no equity for the shareholders. So I don't understand why the attorney general's office is not doing anything and why the Department of Buildings is not doing anything. They continue to allow them to get violations, but nobody goes to jail. Nobody is ever held accountable for what they are not doing. It's just not fair the way they are mistreating the citizens. It's not fair. Absolutely. Janice, last words, 30 seconds, and then we'll wrap up here. Um, I would love to see new management. I would love to let everyone to come in and just stand outside that building and figure out how can someone say that this is a co-op? How can someone say that they're, they're, they're on it and they're proud of that? I mean, my first job, the first thing they told me is like, if you put your name on it, you own it. Be proud of it. There's no way the Wassermans can say they're proud of what's going on in that building. Mm. and They should be um, collecting rent for it. Well, with that, it's a wrap. But thank you so much, Phyllis, Janice, and Rita for joining us from Flappish Tenants Coalition with the Tenant Association at 1111 Ocean Avenue. It was great to have you. And we're going to go to a short musical break, and then we'll be right back. Thank you. Allahumma. 
اللهم صل وسلم على سيدنا محمد الفاتح لما أقلق والخاتم لما سبق ناصر الحق بالحق والهادي إلى صراطك المستقيم اللهم صل وسلم على